Welcome to the Law Boutique 30 podcast. LB30 for short. LB30 explores the legal challenges that face business owners, individuals, and families, with a twist. LB30 addresses these topics in a conversation with a seasoned legal and business professional. Your host, David Porter, has over 30 years of experience, connecting with clients to learn their objectives, and then devising strategies to solve problems, in a way to make businesses more sustainable, while solving the legal issues at hand. LB30 allows you to see inside the practical, concierge service you can create with a trusted legal advisor. LB30 is about conversation and practicality. The Law Boutique 30 is open to provide information and education. Please welcome your host, David Porter. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of the Law Boutique 30 podcast. I'm David Porter, your host. I want to give you a little introduction to this episode. This is going to be the first of a three-part episode talking about risk. Not only risk in business, but risk how risk in business affects risk in our personal life and our family life. And we have with us Ben Williams, and Ben Williams is a residential real estate marketing professional from Queensland, Australia. And he has been gracious enough to spend time with us to talk about the succession planning and risk analysis that he is currently going through. And so the structure of this episode and the next episode is our conversation about how he is a business owner who has been in his business for 20 years, really looks at how that risk impacts not only his business, but his family as well. So appreciate Ben being here. And without any further delay, let's take a look at our conversation. Okay, guys, welcome to episode five of the Law Boutique 30. And uh, I am so pleased to have with me today, Ben Williams. Uh, ben has come all the way around the world via the internet to be with us. And uh, I think it's good morning to you, Ben. Um, Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, David. It's great to be here. So, Ben, before we get into the kind of the nuts and bolts of the of the risk conversation that we want to have, tell tell the folks a little bit about you and and what you do and uh, uh, your background. That, I think that'd be really helpful for context. Yeah. Okay. So, um, bit of background on me. I'm in in the in the property industry, residential. Uh, new residential investment properties in southeast Queensland, otherwise known as the promised land in the world. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's it's all it's all going well here. But yeah, just a bit of background on myself, um, um, family background. I have four sisters, two brothers. Um, brought up in a uh, on a farm, actually a, a, a grass farm. Um, in the Lockyer Valley. So Lockyer Valley was famous for the 2011 floods um, here um, in Australia. You may have seen that, but yeah, so that, that's where our farm was. Uh, brought up in, the, on, in a country environment. Um, my mum and dad were educated, um, but very hard working. Um, so yeah, that was sort of instilled in me in a, in a young age. Went to boarding school um, in Brisbane. Um, and how I got into the property industry um, was not the usual path. Um, 
when I was at school, at boarding school, I was actually a reasonable rugby union player. Um, and uh, I, uh, at that point in time, um, just out of school, I got drafted um, to, into professional rugby union. Um, and that was with the Queensland Reds here. And um, I had a decision to make when I was playing professional rugby union, either to take a full scholarship or a, um, like a full paid um, you know, contract or going to do a scholarship side of things. And it was very, very fortunate. Um, I mean, my mum and dad tapped me on the shoulder and said, you need to get educated. So while I was there, the, um, the actual company, um, who was one of the major sponsors of the Reds, was the company called Collier's Jardine, um, which I know is a national company, obviously in, in America and Canada as well. And um, yeah, so I was very fortunate. I was doing work experience with them um, straight, out of, straight out of school. And um, also, at that point in time, the Reds um, funded um, my university degree. Um, so it was a, an unbelievable situation. I feel very, very fortunate. Had some very, very good mentors. Um, and yeah, I, I literally started um, as the, uh, the photocopy boy and the mailman at Collier's. It was Collier's Jardine, which is now Collier's International. So yeah, it was a very great experience. Um, yeah, uh, on a family front, um, yeah, I'm married. Um, got four little kids, um, so I actually cheated with in terms of four kids. We had twins after our first kid. <laughs> so Lola is uh, Lola's seven. Our twins are six, and I've got a two-year-old as well. Yeah. So. Wow. That's, that's that makes for some busy days. That's a bit of the background. Yeah, no, it's pretty busy. It's pretty busy. So. But yeah, that, that sort of leads into what we're talking about now. You know, I'm, you know, just it's more so. I'm more so concerned now. We've got a we've got a very good business, but it's also sort of protecting the the legacy of my family um, and future generations. Um, so that's where essentially I'm at at the moment. That's what we're talking, David. Sure, absolutely. So I see behind you, Podium Project Marketing. That uh, I know that is your primary brand what tell us, tell us a little bit about about podium yeah okay so podium project marketing um we the best way to describe what we do is if you are a developer in southeast queensland okay so we're on the east coast of australia in southeast queensland so really from many people know of noosa and the gold coast um right. So any properties between Noosa, Toowoomba, which is west, and the Gold Coast and Brisbane, that's our, call it our patch. That's our specialty. Um, and if you're a developer, um, a residential um, property developer, whether that be, that be a, um, a land development, so if you've got land lots or if you've got condos being apartments you guys call it condos we call it apartments or townhomes um, you would appoint us um, to project market your new residential properties 
being landlocks or house and land packages or be it condos or townhouses. Um, our real value proposition to those developers is that we have a domestic and international um, agency network. Okay, so, um, and we distribute those properties out through that agency network. Um, prior to COVID, um, we were very, um, a lot of our sales came from Asia. Um, so we have some pretty strong connections through Asia, through Hong Kong, Singapore, um, and all through China. Um, but yeah, since COVID, that's, that tap has really turned off. Um, but that's essentially what we've got. Um, I've got two other business partners. Uh, we're all equal shareholders in the business. Um, and we're a pretty lean team. Um, our, our team consists of um, approximately 10. Um, and the, 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 the great value of our company is that we've got a very highly sophisticated portal system. So we have, at any point in time, our domestic and international agents can go on to our portal and it's like a smorgasbord of properties and they can essentially reserve these properties online um, and order contracts online. Okay, so we're, we're specially, our specialty is really site unseen sales. So we create um, the smallest board of information so that um, agents and their respective buyers can make um, educated decisions on buying these properties. So we've got video fly-throughs, um, uh, drone photography, um, monthly updates on projects on construction, all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's it's a good business, and we're we're expanding month on month at the moment. It's been great. Well, that's fantastic. So so how long is how long have you been running Podium? Um, Podium Project Marketing is a collaboration of. Um, of two companies, um, which, which was 360 Project Marketing and Platform Properties. Um, 360 Project Marketing was actually my old, old boss when I was working for a developer after I was working with Colliers, Jardine at the time. Um, and yeah, we essentially collaborated those two companies um, four and a half years ago to form Podium Project Marketing. But we've been in this space now, uh, myself, Peter Malady, and Richard Mulligan uh, for over 20 years. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. So uh, just so that, uh, so that all, we're all clear, you all really stay on the, on the marketing side of the equation? Do you, or do you all participate in the, in the build out of, of condominium or other, or other, land, or other uh, residential complexes? No, um, we took a leaf out of Jim Collins's good to great book. You know, um, we just solely focused in on um, on the sales side of things. Sure. Um, you know, have we dabbled in small scale developments in the past? Yes, um, but it really took our focus of what we can be the best at. Um, and we know that we can be the best at um, what we do, and that's um, preparing 
residential investment properties for our agency network, both domestically and internationally. Um, yeah, so, and we, we've, we've had visibility on other marketing groups delving into property development and it just took their eye off the ball, you know. So we, we know that we can scale our business because currently at the moment we're sitting anywhere between sort of, we're on target this year um, for probably about 600 sales. Um, that's just in Southeast Queensland. Uh, but we know that we can increase that uh, within three years to 1,000 to 1,500, 2,000 sales. But if we were to take our eye off the ball and get into say property management or get into development, that wouldn't be achievable, you know? So that's, that's essentially where we're at with in terms of our focus. So you see your business scaling uh, and growing like you just like you just mentioned. How you know just how do you see uh, Podium Project Marketing growing? I mean, is it a is it a technology play? Is it an efficiency play? Is it all of the above? How how do you see uh, your yeah, company growing? Uh, it would really be a combination of um, firstly getting the right people. Um, in New South Wales, Victoria, WA, LA, and all the other states in Australia. It's about really firstly getting the right people, you know, um, and identifying them. So we, we know that we can probably scale to two to 3,000 sales per annum in Southeast Queensland. Beyond that, we've really got to go into other states. So really the, the, the plan is for the next two to three years focusing on getting to that say, you know, one, two, three thousand sales per annum here in, in just in our patch. Um, and then at the same time increase, you know, look at our technology systems and procedures, tweak tweak them, and then essentially license what we're doing here in the other states. So that's our growth plan. Sure. Now that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, so, so you've got 20 years of, uh, of experience. Uh, you're, you've got a tremendously successful company that you and your business partners are looking to scale. And you and I have been involved in some conversations over the last few weeks about uh, uh, what some might call succession planning. Uh, I tend to think of it as, uh, as risk management. So, so give us a little... Uh, Give us a little background on what uh, what's triggered in your mind the need to have those conversations. Okay, so really, the these conversations, and I've been thinking about this, you know, the last probably two years, court. But in 2018, two significant um, things happened. Um, firstly. I found out that my ex-business partner um, had been ripping me off for over 10 years, right? So that, that, that business partner is no longer with us anymore. He, that, 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 that business partner was in Podium and I essentially found out, um, put it this way, it, it triggered, the, the trigger to find out what actually happened was through a clairvoyant. I'm not into that stuff at all. Like I've, I've never never been a believer of that. 
Um, but yeah, at Clairvoyant, um, we had a bit of a, a family tragedy, um, you know, about six months prior to this, um, where my wife was pregnant with a, with a second set of twins and we lost, we lost twins, right? And my wife went up to Cairns, went to a clairvoyant, and the clairvoyant said, hey, listen, um, pretty much relived that horror experience with my wife and myself. And the, and the clairvoyant said, um, oh, you've got a business partner. Um, your, your husband's in real estate, um, but there's someone inside the business ripping him off. Wow. Right? So that was the trick. It was really bizarre. Like, you know, and like relived all this, and and the uh, the clairvoyant said, "There's two people in your life right now that can find out who this person is. One's a criminal lawyer, and the other's an, a female accountant. And the female accountant happened to be my nanny at the time, who was a forensic accountant from Brazil. We didn't even know that she was a forensic accountant. Wow! I, I gave her my books for the last ten years." And she went through all of the, all the books for the last 10 years. And then um, about the same time, an old man passed away. And um, yeah, so, so my, my dad passed away. And then he had so many of these deals on the farm, on the rural farm, that were never documented. So we had all these water rights. Um, and had continued, had all this money coming in, but nothing was documented. So when he passed away, I had to try and unravel all of these deals that he did, just like by handshake deals. So um, that really has sort of let, like these certain things, and I can go into a lot of detail about what's happened, but this has really made me think over the last couple of years that, hey shit, I need to get my back of house in order and go through all the water situations that could happen between myself, my business partners, if something happened to me personally. You know, like I could walk outside my office now and get hit by a bus, you know, and but you know, periodically I do lose sleep at night to think, okay, well, if this happens to me, will my family's income from this business be protected? You know, um, you know what, and then like little things that I sometimes think about as well is that what happens if one of my business partners, their partner, that they have a divorce? How can that affect the the structure of this business? Sure. Right. So that's really what's led to me getting to where I'm at at the moment is that um, our business like splintered a lot when I essentially uncovered what my ex-business partner was doing. There's a lot of volatility in my business. Um, some of my staff that had been with me for years um, were had a close friendship with my ex-business partner. So that splintered a lot of relationships, okay? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, it was, um, it was a hard time. 2018 was a very hard time. And now we've um, cleaned up a lot of that mess, call it. Um, and now we're in a situation whereby we've got a, we've got a clear head. We know where we're going. Um, I 
do believe that my business partners now um, have, have got the same ethical DNA that I do. Um, and we're heading in the right direction. However, I just, we need to get everything watertight within terms of legacy planning. Um, you know, like for example, um, you know, in the last couple of discussions you would have heard, I haven't actually got a will. So I'm in the process of getting my will done right. to make sure that, um, let's just say if Susie, my wife and I are in a car accident, who looks after the kids? <laughs> Who's going to be that, you know, fam like the, the, the parent type person who's going to look after the kids? You know, and where does my, because I do have life insurance, Susie's got life insurance, I've got income protection insurance, but th there's still a lot of loose ends, you know, where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, you know, Ben, one of the things that, that, I, that I've seen over, over my career uh, working with business, business owners and, and business leaders is the fact that, particularly business owners, is they kind of lose sight of the fact that they understand the idea of planning for the risk if something happens to them as it relates to their family, you know, that kind of personal estate plan and what do we need to do. It's, it's more difficult to get them to understand that this business that is generating, in most cases, 100% of their family income is mm. just as important a piece that they need to plan for as their personal life. And, and mm. so these two, these two things really have to mesh together. And so, and so you've, you've talked a little yes. bit about a couple of scenarios, but uh, you know, you've, got, you've got a company that's, that's right now doing 600 transactions a year. You see them doing, you see it doing multiple, multiple thousand, uh, you know, if something happens, there's going to be a lot of things in flight, uh, lots of deals in flight. And how do you yeah. think about that from a planning perspective? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You brought up a few of those. Yeah. You, you just, one point you just made there is that yeah, a hundred percent of our or pretty much hundred percent of our income for myself, um, and we'll put, put it this way, the majority of the income coming in for the three business partners comes from that company there, from Podium Project Market, right? So that, that is our, that's our baby, that's our craft, that's what we know what to do. And um, one, one thing that, you know, and I hope I'm not going up on tangent here, but one thing that I, I think about as well is that, um, how do we safeguard, you know, the future of this business when, like, let's just say, Pete, Richie, and myself are all in a plane and we're going to look at a site and we go down. Who looks after? Who, who is there a board that looks after the company? You know, um, the, 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 who's going to be next in line to step up to the plate, right? right. Um, if, if our kids aren't at the age, you know, so I had a, an interesting conversation with a, a fellow um, in Canada um, uh, earlier on the week. And what his company does is that 
um, is very much like a project manager side of things, looking over your accountant, your financial planner, your lawyer, and making sure that they're all talking to each other because everyone may have their own agenda. So for us at the moment, it's really about saying, okay, well, you know, because we are so goddamn busy in the trenches in our own business. I think what we do need is that we need someone with visibility across the whole lot and potentially that person with that visibility isn't from Australia. Reason being is that um, Australians are very similar to uh, um, Canadians, I believe, is that sometimes they can be um, not like, you know, they're, they're very set in their ways, you know, and they're, right. whereas I, I'm, I'm looking at, right, okay, well, how do we create the, the generational type business structure of this company? That's where I'm at at the moment because very quickly and very possibility, this company that I have now is that if we, if we do it right, there's no stopping us from getting bought out by an institution, you know? Right. Um, because the scalability is very much there. Okay, that was a great first part of our conversation. Ben, being uh, really, really transparent and open with us about the challenges that he faces as a business owner and how risk, not only within his business, but within his family, really interplays and creates tons of challenges. And so it was great to have the kind of conversation that I would have with, with a business owner about these kinds of issues. And so this was just the first part of our conversation with Ben. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week to the Law Boutique 30, episode number six which is gonna be the second half of our conversation with Ben as he really digs into how he's going to approach risk in his business. And I think it's gonna be really, really telling for you to see how he thinks through these challenges, again, not only in his business, but with his family and his personal life as well. We hope to see you then. Thanks for joining us at Law Boutique 30 today. It was great to have you with us. Be sure and subscribe to the video and audio versions of the podcast on your preferred platforms. Also, leave us some feedback on today's show and what future topics you would like to hear. Connect with us at www.lawboutique30podcast.com. Until next week, be open, connect, and take your business to the top.